Good afternoon, Acadiana, and welcome to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. Teddy Sliman with you here. And if you've been listening to Kane Radio today, an avid listener, you know it's with a heavy heart that I do this show. As uh, we lost uh, Lee Klein, Peter, our DJ, colleague, friend for sure, passed away this weekend suddenly, and uh, arrangements for his funeral is pending. Pellerin Funeral Room has his body, and uh, we're going to sorely miss Lee. He Kappa uh, Chi graduate, as I was, and Tony Landry, and a dear friend. A lot of good discussions went on through the course of the years that I've worked here for King Radio with, uh, with Lee, and uh, like I said, he'll be sorely missed. He... Uh, he was an outstanding DJ. He loved radio and basically was in the business since he was in high school, working uh, for Donald Bonan and some other Art Superbill and some of the other uh, people who ran through New Iberia. It's Kane Radio, 75 years old, and uh, you know it's uh, a lot of owners have come and gone. And Lee, Lee uh, he just about worked for them all. And uh, he, had, he had a bit with a mechanic for a while in between there. and But he loved radio, uh, as does my colleague right here, Ralph Boxcar Bajeron. He, he knows a little bit about radio, as Boxcar has been uh, in and out of the business quite often as well. Yeah, board. I think since uh, I started, my first job was in 78. I was um, a, uh, well, actually 77, a freshman in uh in college when I got my first job in, in Abbeville. So 77, 23 plus 23, 46 years. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But, yeah, that's, uh, you know, in and out. I mean, obviously not full time. But um, but at some point in time, almost every year in those 46 years, I've uh, done a little bit of this. So, yeah, very, very sad. Um, you know, um, hate to. Hate to hear that. Um, but yeah, he's going to be sorely missed. I mean, he, he loved this place, as I do, and Tony and Jeff and all of us that work here, and you you as well. And, uh, you know, it, it's just when when somebody dies suddenly, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a shock, you know. I mean, like I went to a funeral Saturday for Miss Joyce Indes, my neighbor growing up. She was like a second mom to me, but she was 97 years old. I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. We know we're not going to live forever, but 73, as Lee was, is uh, – it's a nice age, but, uh, you know, you, you always want a few more years. And uh, I just hope and pray for the repose of his soul and for his family left here. He's, uh, it's going to be difficult for him. So with that, we'll move on. This is our first show since uh, the first of the year. We took a nice hiatus, a break for the holidays. And uh, usually uh, followed up, following us is the Catholic Eye Coaches Show, but that won't happen this Monday. It's going to happen next Monday. But uh, please note... Uh, that uh, Catholic High basketball occur tomorrow as Ascension Episcopal and Catholic High play basketball, and Tony Landry will have the call with that. Has Catholic High <coughs> named uh, a football coach yet? Or? Not yet. Scott Watney is still the athletic director and will be to at least the end of the year. Right. Not sure if they're going to keep him on and announce a, a coach or not. There's some you know rumors going out that uh, we hear, and I don't know if it's true, but you know we'll, we'll have to wait and see. 
Well, I've heard zero rumors, so I can't wait till the first commercial break so I can, <laughs> okay. I can get filled in. But um, All right. Before, that, before we move along, let's thank yeah. our sponsors yeah, for absolutely. sure. Um, we want to thank Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette. That would be Mr. Lee Tatford. He not only sponsors chip shots, but all the uh, high school sports. So basketball is included as Coke as a sponsor. And we appreciate Mr. Lee being a sponsor here at Kane Radio, our local radio station. And then golfballs.com. Located right there in Lafayette, uh, GolfBalls.com is a national company that uh, has logoed golf balls over the Internet, and that's where they got their main thrust, but they got their showroom there where you can go in and try out their new golf clubs, demonstrators, hit in there, demonstrator there. And, of course, our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Road, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and the Chafalaya. And for now, I, bl- I believe, Boxcar, you're going to want to skip the local news and get right into national news, and I can come back after you depart, and we'll do uh, local news or what? Yeah, if you don't mind. Not uh, at all. I have some place I need to, to be for sure. But, um, yeah, I kind of, you know, thought of, thought, thought of you and I, Ted, <laughs> um, and, uh, this past weekend as uh, we uh, got to see the, the you know, <laughs> to me what begins the golf season. And, and I think we're moving back toward that traditional kind of, golf season now you know where it's not going to be this wraparound necessarily uh going forward and and uh you know Kapalua the tournament of champions always kicked off the uh, kicked off the golf year and it was always one of those it's it's just a fun event to watch because generally speaking now we're we're in a little bit of an anomaly this year and that we had that cold weather for Christmas but Obviously, you know, the last um, week or so has been, been unseasonably warm. But normally, you, you know, you, in your recliner, it's kind of chilly outside. You can't really go play golf, but you're getting to sit down in prime time and watch the golfers play at night, you know, which is pretty cool, you know. Um, uh, and beautiful course over there, and, and we all know how, um, you know, how difficult that course is for us, but not for these guys. You know, these these guys tear up that uh, – at golf course at Kapalua, but um, it was it was pretty surreal. I, I don't think I've ever remembered watching a final round. Well, I have. I mean, obviously, John Vandeville comes to mind imploding, and Greg Norman blew a lot of big leads and you know majors and stuff. But in, you know, in a regular tour event, you you regular you rarely see in majors. It's a little different because of the pressure, you know, and and, and guys choke, but you don't see guys choke away seven stroke leads. Overnight leads very often. Wow! In a PGA event, and, and not only seven strokes, but after one hole, it was a nine-stroke lead. Um, I, I mean, the, the odds at that point of Colin Morikawa having lost that tournament had to be off. You know, and you could bet live on these events now. Yeah. You know, live time. So I'll bet after that first hole, you could have gotten tremendous odds on John Rahm to come back and. And win this tournament. Now, to his credit, he ends up shooting a ten under par, which is it's pretty, you know, pretty salty, right? <laughs> but but you figure if you're trailing by seven when you begin the round, all the other guy and has, then he bogeys one, right? Yeah, he bogeys so, so one, it, and Morikawa birdies one. So he went to so nine. he was nine after one. So so wait a minute. Now he played the last seventeen holes, ten under, eleven under par, well, eleven under. Yeah, holy smoke. Yeah, I yeah. didn't get to watch it, but that's pretty strong golf. Yeah. On both both ways. No, it, it strongly was. bad and strongly good. Yeah, it 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 was. I, I don't know, man. And so, you know, Morikawa um, uh, ends up um, you know losing by two shots. You know, uh, huh. and and uh, you know it. Um, 
it's going to be interesting to see. I, again, I, you know, this is kind of a weird event in that it's not a huge field. You know, I think, what, how many winners do you think they had? 32, yeah, 30 30-something. 30-something. Uh, so, but it is the best of the best now. You're playing against, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Scotty Scheffler. Uh, in fact, it was pretty funny because, um, golly, who was it? Um, oh, man. Yeah, it helped me out. Who, no, um, I didn't watch the tournament. No, so I, I know, know. I know. But who won, who won the majors last year? I'm trying to think of it, it, It's a guy. Cameron Smith. No, he didn't. Uh, Matthew play. Fitzpatrick uh, won. Didn't he win? Um, PGA? He won one, okay, mm-hmm. and so they the, so on the so he's paired with Scotty Scheffler, and his caddy is is known for being a kind of a uh, comic, you know, uh-huh. uh, Fitzpatrick's caddy. And on the first tee, they interviewed um, in, introducing Scotty Scheffler and saying, you know, won this, won <coughs> that, won this, won that, and uh, um, then they introduced Fitzpatrick and said the the reigning. I thought it was U.S. Open, but, but whatever, you know. Rating a PGA champion, whatever. Matthew Fitzpatrick and, and his caddy turns to Scotty Scheffler. He said, "Take that, you mf'er." <laughs> you <know? laughs> so he said, "That's one you didn't win." <laughs> so it was um, it was pretty funny, man. And then the crowd, you know, started laughing. But um, but yeah, Morikawa. Um, well, you could see on his face, Ted, as the round progressed, he was grinding, and man, he was struggling with his. Uh, Distance control, you know, because um, uh, at Kapalua, well, actually, now with the technology, with the the way they kind of capture things on TV, you can see the elevation changes a lot, a lot better. Oh, okay. Remember at at Augusta, how man, it was always a shock when you first went to Augusta National to see how how hilly it was because on TV it didn't really look like that. You know, now you can kind of really see it, and so there were some of those holes. You know, I remember what hole was it? It was it's a sharp par four. It's like three hundred for us. It was like three hundred yards. But at, the sec- at Augusta or Capitol? No, at Capitol. Oh. But the second <clears throat> shot in was like yeah, it had a false front. Well, and also you were hitting your drive straight <clears throat> into a hill. You mm-hmm. know, and so unless you could get over the hill, um, and, and 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 yeah, this false front got actually got got um, Morikawa uh, yesterday, um, where he he just he was about a yard off on his yardage. And then it just rolled back down way, almost way, you know, way back down the hill. And he had a even, they said, this shot's going to be even tougher than the other one, you know. <laughs> so um, it was um, it was painful to watch for him because I like Colin Morikawa. I mean, oh, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's a likable kid. Uh, he, 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 you know, he's um, been a, a good representative for, for the U.S. tour uh, so far. And, uh, you know, he went on to say, he said, you know, it sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. He said, you work so hard, you give yourself the opportunities, you – you know, just had some bad timing on some bad shots, and it added up really quickly. And he said, uh, don't know what I'm going to learn from this week, but it uh, just didn't seem like it was that far off. It really wasn't, yeah, it sucks. But he had begun, listen to this, he had begun the new year with 67 straight bogey-free holes. Wow. He led the field in strokes gained putting after 54 holes, um, working with a new uh, putting coach. Uh, to that point, he was a perfect six for six scrambling through three rounds, and to top it off, history was on his side. Only eight players ever in the history of the PGA Tour had ever lost a tournament after entering the final round with a six. He had a six shot lead. I'm sorry, I was it wasn't seven, it was six. Um, with a six shot lead, 
but <laughs> he unfortunately uh, became a part of uh, <coughs> of that, and uh, he missed several makeable birdie putts over the first uh, two-thirds of his final round. He missed from three feet on number five, seven feet from nine, 11 feet on uh, uh, 11, um, a little longer, 12 was 23 feet and 13, 11 feet. By that time, Rom, who had once fallen nine strokes off the pace following an opening bogey, was charging. He popped off five straight birdies on his front nine before stringing together birdies at 12 through 14. And then he canned a 12-foot eagle putt at 14 uh, to just be a shot back at that point. Uh, moments later, Rahm and Morikawa were tied as Morikawa bogeyed for the first time all tournament, thinning a bunker shot over the green at the short par four, 14th, and he uh, failed to save par from 10 feet. Um, he said, normally 10 times out of 10, you're putting that to within 15 feet at worst for, for birdie. Um, but he had to try to make the par putt. He missed it. He chunked the pitch at the par 5, 15th, which led, led to another bogey and knocked him out the co-lead. He missed a seven-foot putter, uh, seven-footer for par at the next hole, and that pretty much ended his chances. Um, and as he stood to the uh, on the 18th hole, he had to make a double eagle to be able to tie. Uh, Rom, of course, birdied the last uh, finish with a 10 under 63, Ted. So, yeah, after an opening bogey, he was 11 under his next 72 hole. I mean, a 17 holes. So, you know, you can look at it two ways that Morikawa did lose it, obviously, with that. But boy, anytime you can shoot that kind of a final round, you, 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 you know, you've kind of earned, you kind of earned it too. He just didn't back into it, you know, and precisely. And, uh, you know, I read a little bit about the tournament. Like I said, I didn't get to watch it, but, uh, John Rahm says he, he he feels like he's the number one player in the world right now. You know, I know Rory is. And, I think he is too. I, I, know, I feel but, like, but he he feels like, and he said, if you don't feel like that, then you know, because he's won a bunch of tournaments his last starts. I don't know the stats, but yeah, he did well towards the end of last year, and obviously doing doing well now. I, and, I think the thing I, I like best with Rahm, and now look, the only thing with him is when he runs hot, he runs hot. He had a little. Melt, Spaniard. <laughs> I think the third round he had a little meltdown, and and um, man, I'm like, oh man, no, don't lose it here. And it was just a bogey, but he, boy, he was upset with himself. Um, but the thing, the difference to me, and of course, Rory has the skins on the wall, and Rom still has to do it. But Rom's a lot younger than Rory too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but Rom's ability, the way he drives a golf ball, I think long term is going to really serve him well because Rory can be a little bit erratic as we remember at augusta with that driver when he it starts going astray on him his misses to the left can be pretty bad rom never misses left i mean he hits that cut shot maybe every now and then he flares it out a little right but he he ain't going left you know and and it's amazing how far he hits it with that cut you know he's still one of the longest drivers on tour but it's uh that to me is is the thing that's going to serve him well going forward you know now i mean he's a he's a good iron player i'm not gonna say he's the best on tour uh he's a really streaky putter but when he gets it going he's really really good um uh he's just to, again i think the thing that he has is he's not afraid you know he mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't uh play uh conservative he doesn't play for middle of the green he's very aggressive and um you know, he's the kind of guy, if, if, if he'd have had a six-shot lead, I guarantee he'd have won by, by 12. He'd have put the pedal to the metal, you know. And, and some players just have that, 
you know, the kind of opposite mentality. And we've seen many, many, normally not six shots, but we've seen many three and four shot leads in final rounds squandered. Because, oh, God, yeah. Because guys played, you know, too conservative, you know. But um, yeah, and those nerves come in and, you know, some people can handle that. And that's what separates them, you know. Uh, when, when, when you, your nerves get the best of you and you start to fight it, you're fighting, you're fighting yourself, really. And yeah. uh, it, it gets difficult. And, uh, you know, I, I think John Rahm's a, 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 a true star player and is going to be All around right. for a long, long time, you know. Colin Morikawa as well. Uh, it's just unfortunate this had to go through. But, you know, like he said, maybe I'll learn something from it. He said, I'm going to take a couple of days off and uh, enjoy Hawaii because the, the PGA Tour stays in Hawaii. They go to uh, Maui to play Wale. I'm not Maui. Uh, the Big Island to play Wale right. in, in the Sony Open this coming week. So, you know, I mean, enjoy your, your stay there. He still won $1.5 million, so it's nothing to snuff at. And, uh, you know, he's the type of player that, that'll come back from something like that. Yeah, you hope so. <clears> but, but, you know, the, I guess the kind of disconcerting thing about this is now that's two pretty substantial leads that he blew because it was only 2021 when he had a five-shot lead uh, beginning Sunday at the Hero, Hero World Challenge. Mm-hmm. And now he said that time I, I never felt good on the golf course that day. I just felt bad. I'll, not – not physically, but mm-hmm. if my swing was off. But he said this time he just made three poor swings during the entire round. Right. But that was enough. You know, now I just kind of wonder from a professional golfer's point of view when you think – now, again, this and this is with two very limited field events. Normally you have a 72 guy or a 60 in ties that, that are chasing you on a Sunday. You know, necess- not, not really, but, I mean, say 20 or 30 – you know, theoretically, the Hero World Challenge is what? An- yeah, another, they, they like, don't have 20 players. Yeah, not even 20. Yeah, that's what whatever. I'm saying, you know. Yeah. And then this was another limited field event. So he, he blew two huge leads against limited field events, which I think is a little – I kind of wonder, you know, at what point does that kind of creep into your psyche? And, you know, it's like, eh, you know, man. Um, sometimes, you know, honestly, there's some players that, that feel better being one or two shots back going into the final round. And, and – uh and then, then trying to to protect the lead. It's kind of like we see in football very often. You know, you have that fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter, and then the next thing you know is gone. You know, yeah, you get out of your game plan. You get out of your game plan, just like start, a player does the same. Yeah, you know, uh, they 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 play prevent defense, and then they you know on on, on in golf they start playing prevent offense. I guess you know mm-hmm. they 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 uh, again try to start. Um, and you know it, Teddy, better than anybody. Anytime you start trying to to guide the golf ball, trying to make sure you don't make a you know really big number on a on a on a hole, you're just trying to play for you know conservative, play for par. That's when bad things happen, you know. Right. And um, inevitably, it, you know, it, it did. And and uh, man, I, now Morikawa is 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 not you know playing it in the Sony. Um, his next start is not until Tory Pines at the end of next month. But he is gonna going to stay in Hawaii a few extra days and uh, try to try to heal up that uh, that hurts. So, yeah. You know. And so uh, after the, the two Hawaii tournaments, they come to California for a few weeks. Is that right? Uh, correct. Yeah. 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 So uh, Pebble um, Beach and all those tournaments right, on, the, that, on the West Coast. Yeah. Genesis. And then you know. some, you know, and, and a lot of players, I mean, it's kind of a shame because I used to, I remember growing up watching the old Bob Hope classic and mm-hmm. some of those things, you know, and uh, 
but a lot of players have gotten over the years really turned off in playing in some of the pro-ams because you're looking at six-plus-hour rounds, you know, and and um, so a, a lot of the big names now skip those those events. So, um, right. yeah, we'll see. Well, there's been, uh, you know, you know, like they do in football at the end of the season, there's always coaching changes and player changes, swapping teams, even in college nowadays with the NIL. Well, in golf, it's the same way. They got broadcasting changes now. Yeah. And uh, I know you know them all, but uh, NBC has lost Gary Koch and Roger Malpe, the two old folks, to uh, Smiley Kaufman, a former LSU player, along with uh, Brad Faxton, both players. And then on CBS, Nick Faldo, he, uh, he, he announced his retirement at age 65. And Trevor Elmerman, the former Masters champion, who's 42 years old, will replace him. Yeah, and, uh, I wasn't getting crazy. I, I watched, you know, a lot of the coverage this past weekend, and, mm-hmm. and um, um, I, 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 you know, I, I'm going to reserve judgment because I, you know, I'm obviously a big LSU fan, but I didn't think Smiley Kaufman was all that great, you know, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Now, you know, that's his first time. Um, I'm a little surprised that's who they picked, you know, because um, I don't know, man, you, it's something. When you had that familiarity with these guys, you know, you've been with them all those years, come, some kind of soothing about, you know, hearing their commentary and whatnot. And it was a little different. Now, you know, I like the fact that he's not that far removed. He's probably, you know, he's a contemporary of a lot of these guys. He kind of knows, Certainly. you know, what's going on. But I don't know that he um, – I'm, I'm just not quite sure that he's going to be able to add – a whole lot to the to the broadcast. But, yeah, you know. I, he probably got a uh, a nice resume from uh, you know Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, oh, and, yeah. and those guys, and they probably recommended him. And that's, that's you know that's why he's he's out there because he, like you said, he's, he's a contemporary part of that fraternity. Yeah, oh, of the, course. Um, yeah, the, wasn't he part of the um, that Ricky Fowler group? No, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, in there? yeah, Ricky yeah. Fowler, where they all yeah. went. Uh, yeah, that vacationing together and yeah, having a good time, sure. Yeah, yeah. and then David Ferrity, he's uh, bolted to the uh, to the live tour from NBC, Boy, and uh, he said uh, we did it for the money. Oh yeah, at least he's transparent. You <laughs> he know? is. I he mean, said, forget about growing the game. I did it for the money. Yeah, you he, got you got to admire that of him. Well, no, I mean absolutely. <laughs> him so far, I've only heard that from him and Harold Varner the third who mm-hmm. said it you know also you know I have to take care of my family and this yeah. I'm doing it strictly for the money you know uh the rest of them all this uh yeah I, man it, it well, some right. you don't hear anything others you know why it did it you know like Phil obviously was for it to cover but we'll, it. but we'll not admit it we won't admit no. it no but we know it's for the gambling debts and whatnot and right. Pat Perez was obviously <laughs> for the money but he's not gone well I think he might he might actually said it too uh it was for the money I'm not sure but Look, if, if that's why you did it and you come out and say it, that's that's fine. I, I'm I'm not okay with it. I don't like the live tour, but I'm a I'm gonna have a lot more respect for you than you say. Well, this is the future of golf. You know, this is, you know, we need to grow the game this way and all that. Nah, it's just, it's, you know, we we know why you did it. You know, yeah. and then uh, the other one uh, is Jim Nance. He he announced his retirement, but. He's going to stay on for hello, the Masters. Hello, friends. Hello, <laughs> friends. He wants to do it to uh, to the hundredth Masters, which is going to be like in thirteen, fourteen years. So, oh, well, he's got a few years left to say what you hello said. Friends. Hello, yeah. friends. With, with a chirping bird in the background. <laughs> yes, that, that never goes away. That bird has never died. Right. The bird will be there thirteen years from now as well, the same with bird? the same chirp. Yes, his chirp will not change. Yeah. Um, but that's good. I mean, I, I, now that's a guy that I really. 
Well, I really liked a lot. You know, I mean, he, he was a very so professional. You know, he, he just um, uh, smooth delivery, um, never, you know, never. I mean, he, well, he had a little <laughs> bit of a man crush on Freddie Couples. In the, in <laughs> the, they were roommates because they were roommates, you know. Yeah. So when Fr- Couples was in his heyday back on the PGA Tour, yeah, he might have fawned over Freddie just a little too much on, on, on TV. But for the most part, very <clears throat> professional broadcaster. Um, and, again, just a delight to listen to, you know. And some, some guys just get on your nerves when you listen to them. You know, I just I can only ta- take them for short periods of time. But that, that's a guy that, yeah, I can watch, um, yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to him he, all day he, long. He and the know? Masters are a great, great fit for sure. You yeah. know, I mean, they're like, uh, you know, a hand in a glove. It's, yep. uh, it's a perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, we got some other news, or you want me to just throw something out? Well, I mean, I, 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 this is totally kind of unrelated, but I mean, if you're looking, no, to, we need to move on. If you're looking to kind of, um, you know, um, uh, stick to a New Year's resolution, you know, which I mean, ninety percent of New Year's resolutions are, I'm going to lose weight and get more fit. Well, you can kind of take this uh, inspiration from Keegan Bradley uh, on the PGA Tour. Um, you know, Keegan Bradley let himself kind of go in the last couple of years, and they gotten up to 220 pounds. Now, he's 6'3", still didn't look all that fat on TV, you know, necessarily, but he said he felt it, and he didn't really feel good swinging. So in less than five months, he lost 30 pounds, and his diet was if it walks, swims, or flies, I can eat it. Um, and he did eat fruit as well. But basically, it was uh, eggs in the morning, chicken and ground beef at uh, lunch, and then steak at night, all grass-fed, no condiments, and no sides, uh, no, uh, no sugars, uh, no soda, no Gatorade. So, um, you know, Lowe's cardio on a stationary bike and elliptical, and now he's down to 190 pounds and said he feels much, much better um, and, uh, you know, the operative word there was grass fed, you know, and uh, like, like, you know, my daughter's a GI doctor. So she uh, grills me on all that artificial, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. That, the that they put in the hormones. Food and, yeah. Yeah. The steroids and all they feed the cows to make them grow bigger. So that, that's a whole nother story. But, uh, you know, that that's where he uh, he hit the bullseyes, grass fed, you know, beef and, and mm-hmm. chicken and eggs because my daughter she has chickens in her backyard. She knows, you know, what, what she's feeding them. So, Absolutely. And, uh, you Look, know, those eggs are better for you than, you know. Ted, I grew up, um, you know, and again, um, totally different era, okay, but uh, grew up with my, my grandparents on, on a farm, and uh, every year they raised a the calf. They, they they had chickens. They raised a pig. Uh, all the meat was was processed every year, and you ate that for the rest of the year. But those there's never such a thing as artificial feed, you know. You basically, mm. my, my grandfather grew his own corn in the cornfield, yeah. ground the corn up. Um, they, they, they grazed on pasture, ate that corn. Uh, there wasn't any of this, you know, artificial supplements and all that. Right. Uh, the egg, you know, he went to pick the eggs every morning. Um, it was just all natural. It was way, it was organic before organic was organic, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and, 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 you know, their, their diet, you would say, According to the, you know, most, I don't know, you know, whatever they say, you, it's you know, high fat or whatever. But it was they they didn't have cardiovascular disease because I, I think it was 
because of the fact that it was, you know. Oh, absolutely. It was growing naturally. You know, and, my, um, my daddy ate steak and eggs and, you know, all the time, every day practically. And, you know, they cooked with a lot of butter and, and stuff that you would say today, oh, no, no. But let me tell you, margarine is so much more harmful oh, yeah. to you than pure butter. I it mean, it has the hydrogenated hydrogenate, oh, fats, yeah. It's close to plastic, you know. But yeah. anyway, we No, no, I, I, I know. But hey, look, it ties into New Year's, <laughs> ties into golf, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so maybe, you know, it'll help somebody. But, um, and look at the price of eggs right now. I was reading this oh, thing. Oh, God. I was, what was it? It was like, uh, if you own laying, <laughs> laying hens, you better, you better put a, a security camera around them because they're more valuable right. than anything else you have right now. You don't want to break any of those eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure people don't steal your chickens. All right. The resort, uh, Pinehurst, is coming up with a new golf course. It's, uh, it's going to be its 10th golf course. Renowned architect Tom Doak is going to be the, uh, the architect for it. It's on a 900-acre site, about four miles from uh, the existing nine other courses in Aberdeen, North Carolina. So uh, it goes to show you golf is uh, still popular, you know, amidst all the corona and you know, downfalls with, uh, with the economy and all that stuff. Golf is a great sport and, and will always grow. We hope that, anyway. That, uh, sure. That's, that's our intention here for, for us who love golf. And, uh, I know we didn't get to talk about this. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, that's it. Before the, before the that. end of the year, and I don't have the story in front of me, so I, I'm, I, I may miss, <coughs> misspeak, but uh, I know you and I kind of communicated via text when I told you I was very disappointed I just kind of want to get your opinion on this, too, in, in, in the ruling from Augusta National, um, which will basically allow most of the live, live golfers to play, uh, you know, this year's Masters. Uh, in other words, if, if they met the criteria to qualify, so past champions, you know, so right. Dustin Johnson, uh, Phil Mickelson. Oh, they got um, a slew of them. A slew of them, yeah. 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 And um, I thought that uh, if anybody, um, you know, could have kind of thwarted the, the live um, – uh, movement, so to speak, or or their their attempt to uh, to to gain some exemption into these uh, majors, it would have been Augusta National because they they're the ones that could say it's our tournament. You know, we'll invite who the heck we want to invite, and um, I was a little disappointed, and I just kind of wanted to get your, your no, I, I was too. You know, I, I'm um, I'm not on the fence with this. I'm I'm I'm, I'm disappointed, but I understand Augusta National is going to do what they want to do and they're not going to take any outside influence or outside pressures and and you know crave into that so they did it you know with a lot of thought and a lot of process and and i don't understand why exactly but uh i, I do get it you know the the liv came on last year it, it was a number one uh golf sp- uh, story throughout the course of the year and it will be probably this year but on the other hand the the liv has done some good things for the PGA Tour, it's forced their hand in, into up, upping their ante and, uh, you know, opening up their coffers and their, and their pocketbooks and, and giving more money where the money's due to the players. And uh, I, I appreciate the players like Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy that stuck with traditional golf uh, for professionals, trying to make a living at it in the way the course uh, uh, that it's taken over the course of the years, how you have to earn it and work your way through and, 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 and do it that way. So the live has done some good things for, for golf here in, the, in America. Now, what's going to happen going forward, I don't know, because the other majors have also allowed 
players to qualify mm-hmm. for for the uh, for their respective majors. You know, like the U.S. Open, the British sure, Open. Sure, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's for, open. You know? Right, it's open. So, right. so they 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 can have the the big thing to me. <coughs> Whether this tour continues, because I read today where two of their executives have, have uh, stepped down. But uh, yeah, the, the number one thing to me is official world golf rankings. If, right. if, if they can somehow get and they've tried to weasel their way in, you know, uh, piggybacking on another tour, the MENA tour in Australia. They tried yeah. to piggyback. That didn't work out. That's number one. Number two would be a television contract. Well, yeah, that's the and big one. Yeah. I, I don't know. Once again, I don't know when they started. I don't know what their intentions are, what their motivation is. You know, a lot of people's given me th- uh, reasons for them doing this. You know, change their image, whatever. The the money is unbelievable. They they yeah. they will not crave in, but because of money, you know. No, no. Even though they're going to lose like three hundred eighty million a year at the you know <clears throat> the progress they're making right now, mm-hmm. so. I don't know. It's something we're going to be right here on Chip Shots talking about throughout the course of the year. I want to keep open-minded to it. I'm a PGA member. Obviously, I'm for and behind the PGA of America. And, you know, yeah. that, that, that's my, uh, you know, they, they're the one paid the bills for me when I was working my way through. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, well, you know, and we've seen it before in other sports. I mean, obviously, when the when the, the, the NFL, you know, um, <laughs> uh, NFC, AFC, you know, uh, finally merged into the mm-hmm. NFL, you know, you, and I'd like to see that kind of happen where, you know, live and PGA. But, but then on the, on the but, same subject you're talking about, you've seen the USFL struggle and oh, suffer. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and I and, see where they're doing advertising now right. for their summer league, but you know, they, they've been left by the wayside, but that, uh, that uh, I mean, comparing apples to oranges, I know, yeah, but, no, no, but no, since no. you mentioned football, no, no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, um, I guess the only difference is that the, USFL, the, the the first USFL, the very first one, mm-hmm. they had a they did have they had a draft yeah. and they att- actually attracted some of the the major um, future NFL stars that that went back to the NFL went back to the NFL after the Live Tour took some of the prime you know not a lot okay mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of over you know over uh, you know emphasized that they're full of stars they, they've got probably ten really you know big names on the live tour that should be on the PGA tour. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, in that respect, I think it would be good um, if they could get back on, you know, at, at reabsorb them. But on its own, if it continues to try to exist as its own entity, it's going to, it's going to wither you, you, for the exact reasons you mentioned. You, you, you're not going anywhere without viewership ultimately. I, and I know the Saudis, yeah, they can fund it for the next, Hundred years. I mean, if they want to, right? But why? Why would you? Why is why it, that's the big that? question? It, you yeah. know, it, it makes no sense. Um, just a, a, one more quick thing. Um, I wanted to mention. Uh, you know, I, one of the. It's always. I mean, life. Life is in golf too, right? You know, it's not just golf. I mean, these tour. These tour <laughs> players have to deal with different things off the golf course as well. And um, just wanted to. Uh, give my respect um he's way past his prime at this point but to uh to kenny perry he's now 62 years old at one time kenny perry was a hell of a player on the pga mm-hmm. tour he was he was a contention almost every week even into his late 40s you know um and uh, just had that real simple uh swing um a two-time rider cupper well he's retired from professional golf he was on the pga tour champion uh, champions tour 
uh, until last year, well, 2021. But um, he, he came out and said his wife, uh, Sandy, who he's been married to for more than 40 years, has Alzheimer's disease. Mm. And um, he said, I want to let the world know that um, uh, she's sick and I'm going to be her caretaker and take great care of her. He said Alzheimer's is a terrible disease. So, um, you know, as we all fight our struggles with um, loved ones that, that has, you know, health issues, uh, you know, keep Kenny Perry and, and, and his wife um, in, your, in your prayers as well. Absolutely. All right. Well, back to, um, to a little bit of uh, amateur golf. The USGA, which is the uh, governing body uh, that makes the rules and stuff, along with the RNA uh, here in the United States, the USGA has announced its first black president to uh, ex- executive committee. The guy's name is Fred Pepperall. So that's pretty uh, uh, outstanding for the USGA to do that. It's 128 years old, this amateur organization. And Pepperall is a native of Dallas, uh, originally from the Bahamas. He's 47 years old. He's the 67th president of the USGA, and he played basketball and ran track for Texas at Arlington. And uh, he helped launch, and I think this is impressive, this guy helped launch that U.S. Adaptive Open, which was for oh, handi- yeah. handi- handicapped handicap players yeah. th- this past year. And it was a, a very, very much successful. And, uh, you know, d- doing things like that to the underprivileged, the lower-class people, the people who love golf but can't compete, you know, on a, on a, because of a, of a handicap – and, and, and having a special tournament for them, that, that's pretty outstanding. So uh, kudos to him. Yep. And then uh, the uh, USGA also announced, you know, 128 years old, that's way back 1894. They had five golf cl- clubs uh, in the initial inception of the organization, and the Chicago Golf Club was one of them. And uh, they, they're going to have two big events this year, and it's going to be the U.S. Women's Open and the Walker Cup. And then, like I said, it's one of the five founding member clubs since 1894, a long time ago. And, Ted, I might have to get going, buddy. Yeah, we're but, but, take uh, a break. Yeah, let me just tell you this, this one uh, okay. quick, quick story, which I thought was, was pretty cool, and I'm, I'm going to try to give the Cliff Notes version of it. But um, Scott Stallings has uh, you know, qualified for his first Masters ever. But uh, it, it's pretty funny. He didn't get his invite in the mail. It uh, came kind of an interesting way. Um, uh, it, 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 uh, it's, it's so weird how this happens. It all began on New Year's Eve. Uh, they have another Scott Stallings, uh, who is a real estate guy uh, from Atlanta, and his wife's name is Jennifer. Now, Scott Stallings, the pro golfer's wife's name is Jennifer. Um, and so the Stallings drove down to their condo in St. Simons Island, a private island off the uh, Georgia coastline. They normally rent the condo out to vacationers, but it was unbooked for the holiday weekend, and they decided to take advantage. When they went there, Jenny went to the door, and there was a UPS package addressed to Scott Stallings. And uh, she said, what's this? Well, they opened it up, and it was uh, green, a very familiar (laughs) shade of green with a gold embossment. Um, And when they looked at it, uh, uh, they thought it was their their lottery ticket to the Masters because they enter the, the Masters lottery every year. But no, it wasn't the, the lottery ticket. It was, actually, it was actually an invite to play in the Masters. Uh, so long story short, they, they sent this to Scott Stallings uh, in, in, in Atlanta 
the, the pro golfer, but the address was adjacent to where you know his office was. It was his management company. They had gone out of business. This other Scott Stallings had a business right next to that one, so they delivered it to his business, which got forwarded, which was the condo and the Airbnb. And, and so he got the invite to, uh, to Augusta National. This guy, he says, I play golf like twice a year. And here I am getting invited to, uh, uh, you know, to, to, the, to the Masters. So, right. Well, at uh, least they ought to at least give him uh, a pass to the, to the Masters proper, at least. Well, well no. You know? so, so, he, so he went to – so he, he reached out via Instagram to Scott Stallings. He said, you're not going to believe this, but – Here's what I have. And he sent a picture of it and everything. So he said, you know, send me the, your information. I'm going to send it to you. So long story short, he did. He goes to the UPS store. He videos all this, by the way, while he's doing it. He sends it to Scott Stallings. Scott Stallings, the golfer, now has invited Scott Stallings, the real estate agent, to be his guest for dinner at Augusta National and to, you know, walk a practice round with him Wonderful. at Augusta National. <laughs> so Great and, reward there. So, But pretty, I mean... That's got to be the. That's probably the biggest full pot in Masters history. Actually, got to be. They don't mess the, up the like perfect that. organization made a mistake. They don't mess up. Yeah. All right, we're taking a break now. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Test Matters, 10 to 1, on New Iberia's home for the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane, 1075. Wow, hearing Lee Kay's voice on that commercial for Sugar Oaks brings some tears to my eyes as we, uh, we're celebrating Lee's life as he passed away this, uh, this past weekend uh, unexpectedly. Of course, Lee Kay, uh, a longtime faithful employee of Kane Radio, and may his soul rest in peace. 
So getting on with golf, uh, some local stuff. Uh, Eagle Ridge is uh, the site of the Pro-Am tomorrow, and it's moved the uh, tournament to tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the 11th, due to about 75% chance of rain. So the Cadiana Pro-Am is going to be held tomorrow and Wednesday at Eagle Ridge. Last month's Pro-Am uh, was played at Southern Oaks, and results of that, they had a whopping 123 players. First place team went to uh, Dean Dashe. Barry Batilia, Charlie Albert, and Terry Leger. They were plus 12, winning $140. And that's redeemable at golfballs.com. We appreciate their sponsorship. Tied for second with 11. And uh, finishing second and third due to the uh, playoff with the A player was a team of Will Broussard, Doug Hunter, J.C. Landry, and Andrew Walker. They tied Brody LeBlanc, Norris Thibodeau, Kyle Mesh, and Dean Martin. And then uh, low Amateurs, low ABC, D players, Brody LeBlanc, Roy Pochet, Johnny Bork, and Charlie Albert. Uh, and once again, the Pro-Am is going to be tomorrow at uh, Eagle Ridge. And then down at Bellevue, they had a one-man scramble. Mike Cap was the winner of that last month. Shooting 11 under par, he edged out Brandon Burdett, who was 10 under par. And then uh, at Kane Row, they are advertising their... Uh, <coughs> Twilight rates, 30 bucks if you want to play golf Tuesday through Thursday after 2 o'clock. I'm not sure if they moved that. The senior rate is 60 plus, but um, I'm not sure if they moved it uh, from 2 o'clock down to 12 o'clock due to the uh, daylight, right? If you want to be a member at Cane Row, though, you get a big discount on a lot of stuff. 20% off all soft goods. 10% off all hard goods, and Cane Row has one of the best well-stocked golf shops around our, our area, and uh, it's only $142 a month. And this is the big thing. You can book your tee time at least a week in advance, which is a big thing when you, springtime and summer comes and uh, those quality tee times get booked up early. You can book yours and be sure you play at the time you want to play. They also charge you a handicap from the Louisiana Golf Association's handicap system. So uh, that's another perk. And finally, they waive your MGA, the Men's Golf Association. They waive those dues for you for the whole year. Raymond Bernard is the president of that. And I'm sure they're going to have a big schedule coming up uh, for, for the year. And uh, they're also licensed for the Raging Cajun logoed merchandise. They have it there right in their pro shop. So if you're a Cajun fan... You want to buy something for a loved one or even for yourself, go over to uh, the Cane Row Pro Shop. You don't have to be a member to shop in it. And right now they're having a big sale on all their hats, shirts, and other outerwear wear and soft goods all the way up to 25% off. So, uh, And the course is in great shape. I haven't played much golf lately, but uh, it fared well through the ice week we had back when the, the, the temperature didn't reach 30 degrees. For, or was hovering around 30 degrees for two, three, four days. And uh, they have a new hole. Number four is uh, it's different. It's, uh, they tried to re, re, uh, redo their old hole, the old number four, and uh, it's kind of interesting to play. Just say that. And then Ryan Desimo, that golf pro, is going to Pebble Beach. In fact, he leaves tomorrow. Pebble Beach, California, where he's going to play and stay at the lodge at Spanish Bay, and uh, he's going to play the courses that the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Ams played on. Spanish Bay, Monterey Peninsula, and Spyglass. And he's on a list that uh, he might get to play Pebble Beach. We hope and pray he does. 
Ryan Desmond played uh, golf for UL at, at one point in time, and now the pro at Cane Row. Okay, out at Sugar Oaks, they have specials as well, and doing well. Uh, nine or 18 holes, $22. And then Wednesday, all day for $31. In their most recent tournaments, they, they have a very, very active MGA as well. Their most recent tournament was a, a, a shambo, uh, and it was won by Roger Pisani and Matthew Pisani. They won the front. They tied, actually, uh, Kyle Mesh and Orson Dago at plus 10. Then went in the back and the 18 was Ricky Bork and Glenn Dupuy. They were plus 7 and plus 19 total. And then went in the skins, Ricky Bork, Kyle Mesh, and Roger Burton. And then they had a shootout on Sunday. And uh, same, same format, front, back, and 18, except they draw for teams. You play your own game and uh, do your points and add up the points together. Ron Finley and Paul Olivier were 27 points. They won the front. Went in the back in the 18 was Perry Judice and Roger Pisani, 22 and 37 points each. Paul Olivier, Tron Wong, and Robert Burton were the skin winners. And then the uh, Gator Golf Club, which stems out of Sugar Oaks. Thanks to Mr. Boyd Booty for getting me this information. That last event last month was played at uh, Links on the Bayou. Went in the first flight was Tim Hoffpower, plus five. Went in the second flight, Tony Viator, plus seven. And then the overall winners for the year, where they accumulate your scores, add them up. You have to play in at least 10 events, but you win money, cash money. So uh, first place <coughs> went to Greg Dubois. Second place, Heath Boudreau. And third place, Tim Hoffpower. That was in the first flight. Then in the second flight, First place went to Brian Broussard. Second place, Tony Viator. Third place was a tie, Mitch Thibodeau and Kevin Booty. Once again, that's a cumulative for the whole year on the points. But it gets you cash. Cash money, they win. The Lafayette Men's Golf Association, I'm running through this pretty quickly because we don't have much time. But uh, thanks to Mr. Lawson Ruley for getting me this information. Their first tournament of the month was played on the second Tuesday, and it's their out-of-town tournament and it was played at Kane Row right here in New Iberia. Glenn B. Row and Greg Gotro were plus nine. And, uh, they won first place. Tied for second and third was Fairley Painter and Steve Bienvenue, along with Eric Rusin and Marshall Miller. Then their uh, home course tournament on the fourth Tuesday of the month played at Municipal. Right there in Lafayette was an individual tournament. Jay Frederick was a winner, Steve Newman second place, and Dennis Castile third place. I'm sure they're looking forward to a big year this year. Then a couple of friends of mine, Chad Massey, uh, former golf pro at Acadian Hills Country Club, is now back in the golf business. He's going to be at Southern Oaks right there in Abbeville. His brother, Father Billy Massey, is a, a priest. And uh, I got to travel with him and Father Mark Miley to uh, Wisconsin way back when LSU played Wisconsin. We had a great time. So uh, congratulations to Chad Massey. Looking forward to seeing him again in golf circles. And Tommy Wartell, former golf pro at La Triumph, has now moved on to a teaching position. And then uh, our PGA of America has moved its office from uh, Florida to uh, Frisco, Texas, looking forward someday maybe to visiting our PGA office. They have a golf course associated with it. And speaking of the Gulf States PGA, their uh, upcoming uh, Mackle Cup, which features the golf pros 
from our section playing against the top amateurs of our section. It's called the Mackle Cup in honor of Frank Mackle, former golf pro uh, who passed away quite a few years ago. That's going to be January 15th and 16th. And then uh, I'll save this for next time, kind of tease it. <clears throat> it's about Augusta National, and I want Boxcar to help me with it. So uh, getting to uh, to the Raging Cajuns, back in, they're back in school, and uh, – they had a strong finish to the season last year in Hawaii, setting three records in that final tournament and in the final round. One was a 63 by Eli Artigo, lowest score ever shot by a raging Cajun. So uh, they, they got big hopes for this coming spring season as they signed th- three players over the course of the holidays. And one of them, they're really looking to contribute right away, and his name is Dylan Keating. He's originally from Ireland, but he came by way of Illinois as he transferred from Illinois. Uh, Theodore and the Illinois coach, Mike Small, have a good relationship, and uh, hopefully this kid will uh, produce for him. The other two players, Adam Trahan, his daddy, Robbie Trahan, is a former UL player, and is believed to be the first father-son combo to play for the Cajuns. And then the third player was Ross Anderson from Lake Charles, all of them hoping to contribute to the Cajuns this year. They stood out their, their season in Mobile Bay, February 13th through 14th. Then they go to Houston, Texas, travel on over to Las Vegas. And then they come back home for the Louisiana Classics, March 13th and 14th, a big tournament there. Well, Illinois and a bunch of other top teams will compete there. And then they go back to Houston for the All-American Tournament and then the West Point, Mississippi for the Mossy Oaks Tournament. And then the S. Uh, Sunbelt Conference Championship will be held uh, April 23rd through 26th. So we wish the Cajuns uh, lots of luck. And then high school, Lafayette High School Lions, that's where my grandson Drew is a sophomore, and their tournament's starting in February. But uh, the Louisiana Junior Golf Tour, which Drew is a member of, has joined up with the uh, South Texas PGA Strixon Prestige Tour, and they'll have a spring classic in uh, Lake Charles is a joint effort, March 25th through 26th. And then in the fall, they have a fall classic at the re- newly renovated Mallet Cove, November 11th and 13th through 13th. And then their PGA Junior Championship is going to be played uh, June 28th and 29th at Diamond Head right there in Mississippi on the Cardinal Course. Well, that about do it for me. I kind of raced through this local stuff, but uh, nonetheless, appreciate Boxcore coming in. And once again, keep in your thoughts and prayers. I'll love the one Lee Klein Peter passed away. And uh, I'm sure at t- doing test matters and Bayou Sports tomorrow morning, if we get some information on his uh, arrangements, we'll pass it on to you people. Thanks. Good night. Sugar Oaks Road is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And 
Just listen to that fizz. That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 107.5. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the test.